0: Go. Whoa, let's go. Let's where go. We, let, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Where are we going? Let's go. Okay. Where are we going? Let's go.
1: Where are we going? Go. Are we going? I really shouldn't yell right you now. You
0: shouldn't be yelling. Really You're doing that. I was like, right Griff, now. your voice.
1: I yelled at some children earlier today, and everyone was like, "Oh, what did you yell them about?" Uh, They were running very fast, and I and like a lifeguard, I yelled, "Walk!" And my coworkers were all like, "Griffin, you gotta stop. You gotta. You're gonna hurt your voice." But then another guest walked by, and she was like, "Hey, good job." (laughs) She liked my yell.
0: When I was a lifeguard, um, my favorite thing were comments specifically about my voice from international people. Because mm. uh, like one of them, her name was Doris. She was from Poland. She's like, Zach, you have like um like a radio voice. <laughs> I was like thanks, Doris. Uh, That's very good. That was before all this began. So hey, yeah. here we are. Yeah. Um, but then other people, like when I would yell at kids specifically, they're like, Zach, you sound you sound like Batman. <laughs> I was like, Zach, okay. you're, you're radio Batman. Why? Oh wait, I gotta try to find a happy medium. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, this is Radio Batman. At 103.9 Gotham City. Radio. It's pretty good. Alfred. Let's take our first call. (laughs) Alfred, drop the (laughs) beat. Where's the track I requested?
1: Holy shit! Um, hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am mostly Griffin. I am fully Zach. Griffin's <laughs> feeling a little under the weather today, but that's okay. It's weird. I'm like not even sick. My voice just sounds like
0: horse shit. There, you kind of sounded a little sexy though. I
1: you I like. I gotta take it easy on how much I'm like projecting because I've noticed yeah. as I'm like pushing my voice is when, is when the. The gravel come, the rasp you, comes out.
0: You've got that gain up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know what? The uh, uh, full Zach SMR Griffin.
1: Ooh.
0: Okay, everyone, welcome to another episode <laughs> of
1: Zach Griffin's Muscle the SMR Griffin.
0: Oh, I gotta be full Zach, and I am full Zach. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is a bad bit.
0: Um. Well, hey, you can rest your voice, my dear Griffin, for just a moment because I have a rendition of Oh do 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 news, news. Pretty good. The headline I found this on LiveScience.com. Okay. Tardigrades hitch risky rides inside snail bellies then escape in their poop. The the underline says it beats walking, sort of. Oh, so no. for the uninitiated, tardigrades being uh, otherwise known as uh, uh, water bears, they're microscopic uh, little things. They've got like six legs. They're just little bugs. They can like survive in the cold of space for a long period of time. Yeah, they can like go, really
1: extreme temperatures for whatever reason.
0: They can go like hundreds of days without food or water. It's it's crazy. But, yeah, it has a little thing on an image of them. It says, uh, can survive conditions. That would be deadly to most other creatures. But the next time you're fidgeting in an uncomfortable seat on a crowded train or an airplane and wishing for a better way to travel, be grateful that you aren't a tardigrade. For these (laughs) near-microscopic animals, getting from one place to another sometimes means being swallowed by a snail, riding in its guts, and then (laughs) exiting the mollusk via the anus on a clump of feces. (laughs) This exiting the mollusk. Oh, yeah. Via the anus. Tardigrades also known as moss piglets. I've never heard that one before. What? Or no, water bears.
1: Yeah, never heard moss piglets before.
0: Yeah, measure between .002 and .05 inches. Wow. Long. And are surprisingly cute for such small organisms. <laughs> uh, with unde- endearingly tubby bodies, round faces, and eight stubby legs. Yeah, but They are weirdly cute. But yeah, so tardigrades uh, will sometimes hitch a ride inside a snail and come out in his poop. Hell yeah, This has been your uh, 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 newest edition of the do 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 news. Bad news. Very good. I'm
1: glad you did one because I kind of wagged that last one.
0: Oh, you're good, man. Yeah. Right, you know what? I thought it was pretty good. All right.
1: Yeah. Getting into the episode proper, yeah, we're um first of all, I guess apologies in advance for not having the normal Griffin exuberance you've all come to love. Um my laughs will sound nothing of the sort. Zach, would you like to hear me try to woo in excitement? Oh, please.
0: Woo. Woo I think that um the true frequency was one that I cannot um
2: Woo
0: <laughs> Yeah, I can't what I didn't—I just saw your yeah. mouth open. I can't yeah. perceive that note.
1: I sound like when you like bend your like your soda straw in a weird way, and mm-hmm. it gets a crack in it, and you try yeah. to blow air through it. That's what I sound like.
0: You kind of sound like if you choked a rubber chicken.
1: I sound like a, a
0: dog toy with a broken squeaker. You sound like um, if you were in the middle of popping a thing of Jiffy Pop. But then popped a hole in the bag. <laughs> um That's right, I've challenged you. That's um I've challenged you, Griff. Keep going. Um, I sound like when you're really trying
1: to get a poo out and uh like your butthole does that thing where like like a like a really quick fart comes out, but no poo after you after you like have tried to push it. I know exactly what you're <laughs> 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 Cha-ching. Oh, you did it. Shall we do the app?
0: I think so. So, uh, folks, we're going to be diving uh, back into that ninth world. That's right. We're firing up the portals, stepping into the far, far flung future to millions of millions of years um, to talk about some scary techno beasts. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to describe most of them.
1: Honestly, yeah, techno. Except, beast. except
0: for the octopus,
1: of course. The, the As grand. we've
0: discussed, which are just octopuses,
1: octopi. The octopus, the immortal octopus. Yes. Um, up first, we've got a a great example of a techno beast. Um, uh, also worth mentioning, these are all coming out of the Ninth World Cretiary Volume. Juan, for Juan. Uh, up first, we have the Minern. Minern. Sounds like a pokemon. Kind of, yeah. Minern. <laughs> Minern. Hit t- tips Fedora, Minern. <laughs> no. Um, this thing looks like um hmm. kind of looks like, you know those like archetypical like castle towers with their pointed tops? Yeah. Kind of looks like the top of one of those, one of those pointed tops. It's like maybe metal. Could
0: have just described a cone. Fuck. <laughs>
1: Hey Zach, you know those shapes? They're, they're, um, you know those towers I was talked about. They are. Yeah. You know what? They, now that I think about it, they are distinctly cone shaped.
0: <laughs> <But anyway>,
1: Damn! <laughs> this is siblings all over again. It really is, except. A little less embarrassing, I think. Oh, it's really... siblings good. one was really bad, because I said the word out loud. You said the word out
0: loud, my boy.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Looks like a cone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh fuck.
1: It's metallic in nature. It's got some metallic tentacles kind of hanging off the bottom. And then kind of poking through the like rivets of metal, there's some eyeballs... Uh, yeah. And then some, like, non-metallic tentacles. Yeah, it's like some gross, fleshy tentacles. And then, like, another weird little collection of growths or something sticking out of it. It looks like barnacles, but it's... It kind of looks a little bit like barnacles. Um, let's read. Okay. It says here that Minern are scavengers. They eat what they can find and they use what they can find. However, as intelligent beings with fairly good understanding of a new Manera, their diet includes ciphers and artifacts. Um, Numenera and ciphers, of course, being the weird pieces of technology that are left behind from these prior civilizations. Magic items of sorts. Yeah. Or technological
0: items of sorts.
1: Minern are strange beings of amorphous flesh and squirming tendrils, but they encase these soft fluid forms in pyramidal structures of metal and synth and equip them with weapons, defenses, and other additions from their scavenging. So they're almost like weird techno hermit crabs.
0: Kind of, yeah. You know what's fun about the Ninth World is we never know what's going to be a smart thing.
1: Yeah, this thing, looking at it, doesn't seem like it would be a smart thing.
0: No, not at all. Um, But yeah, no, it's a smart thing, so there we go. Um, Its its motive is kind of cute.
1: Yeah, (laughs) self-improvement. Hey, me too, Minern. Hey, aren't we all Minern. Uh, Minern. <laughs> um Their environment is considered anywhere, so they'll crop up just about dang near wherever you look. Um, they only have short movements, uh, but are considered extremely dangerous foes. With their merest touch, they can, holy shit, they can disrupt the cells of an organic creature's body, which not only inflicts damage, but also moves the victim one step down the damage track if he fails a might defense roll. Wowzers. They can also disable a technological device at short range and make it inoperable for 10 minutes. If the device is being used by a character, the PC can attempt an intellect defense role uh, if they
0: want to try to prevent it. Neat. What what would happen if one's cells were disrupted? Would would they? I imagine would they like just y- fall off. Like would they stop clinging together?
1: Yeah, like your body structure would just sort of like fail for a
0: minute. Would your, like, arm, like, go, like, taffy and just, like, and, like, flop to the ground? That's kind of what I'm imagining. Or would it just, like, fall off?
1: Or would they all start, like, would your cells, like, start hyper, like, replicating or, like, atrophy? Like, now that they're devoid of, like, like you know, the, like, energy they need? There's so many implications. There's so many implications. Further... When a Minurn is encountered, the GM should roll 1d6 times on the cipher table and take every result without re-rolling. All of these useful ciphers are built into the Minurn's armor, but in such a way that the creature can only use one of them once each round as its action. Minurn also have a lot of built-in sensory equipment that enables them to find technological treasures to scavenge. They focus so heavily on these, however, they are easily distracted from using their eyes to look around. Plus, they have poor hearing. Oh, so you just gotta be really quiet. I didn't hear That's you. It. You just gotta be. Yeah, really Discord. Quiet. Yeah, Discord's doing that thing where I just. It's gotta hear. be really
0: quiet. All right, cool. Anywho, Andy this is, um, horrifying.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit more uh, that I wanna touch on. Minern, do not speak but they have been known to write or draw in the dust to communicate if they need to. They are relatively intelligent and not innately hostile if approached peacefully and respectfully. They do resent those who want to take the technology that they want. So they greedy. Or at least like a little territorial.
0: Um, so I'm a child. Uh, so like when I'm okay. talking about drawing in the dirt, the uh, first thing that came to my mind was like people coming up like, "Hello, Minern. What can you tell me about the surrounding area?" And then they all gather around as the metallic a uh, uh, tentacle goes you know, and you know point down and starts drawing, but then it's just a dick. I knew you were gonna say something like, like "Come on, I'm a child." I told you. Yeah.
1: So yeah, they're kind of like, kind of like little. Curious little hermit crabs.
0: A little bit. I do see them, like, they could blend in to, like, the Looney Tunes in a certain context. Like, I can imagine just, like, spinning and, like, putting their tentacles out. You know, spinning, like, a little top.
2: And then they just, like, smack
0: a bunch of stuff. (sighs) Kind of like when, you know, akin to when Bugs Bunny would, like, take his glove off and smack people with it.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I'm sorry. My brain is just reeling from how the fuck you saw this thing, and your brain went Looney Tunes.
0: <laughs> Look, if Space Jam can happen, so can anything.
1: Okay, now we're getting somewhere.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, where is the where is the ninth world Looney Tunes sports spectacular crossover that we all need?
0: Yeah, they are playing ooh a sport Crickets. It, it is i was i was trying to think of a, 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 I needed to think of an all-star athlete to go along with it I don't know any cricketers um, um cricketers cricketeers Don bradman i think that's his that name. the is that the guy from the
1: monster factory episode yeah nice. but he's also but he's <laughs> yeah. also like legitimately like considered to be the like yeah, the greatest best. athlete like of all time there we go in terms they of like Don, statistics like they get Don bradman like I just looked it up. Do you know this man's batting average? It's like I, I mean, insane. Ninety nine point nine four, Zach. That's pretty good. I That's insane. That's of he of every like at bat he had. He in his entire like twenty year career, he hit ninety nine point nine four percent of his shots. That's pretty impressive. That's insane.
0: All right, Don Bradman. You're in you're in the Space Jam movie. All
1: right, Don Bradman. You're in uh uh ninth space uh, wicket. One more time? Space wicket. Space wicket. I think, wicket. It, I think um, that's the thing in cricket. They yeah, 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 yeah. Um uh uh ninth Dawn, No. Uh um Cypher
0: Slam. Cypher Slam's pretty good. Featuring Don Bradman. Featuring Don Bradman and the Looney Tunes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and some random Ninth World creatures. Well, if it, if this is the Looney Tunes, does that have to be like the Mickey Mouse gang? Because I can imagine this thing and Donald Duck you know, being around. And it's like. I think. That's I think Donald, That's I th- Donald Duck. That was I good. Can't do a, I can't do it. good Donald
1: Duck. I liked it. <laughs> that was pretty
0: um, good. That was
1: like. That was nothing. <laughs>
0: Sorry for everyone, for our Donald Duck impressions.
1: Let's do it at the same time real quick. Ready?
0: Three, All two, right. one. One, two, one. No, that, mine was more of a whor- uh, horse, I think. Yeah, you shook your head like you were mm-hmm. a horse. Well, there's the, the part where Donald Duck like freaks out, and he's like... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. One more time. Sorry, Randy? play it. Oh, All am right. I do it again? Okay. Yeah, ready? Three,
1: two, one. <laughs> It's also Absolutely the same. Done. The same vocal uh, thing is really good for also doing a dial impression. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
0: I can't do this Don, It's pretty good. I, I do love toadadile. Anyway, Don
1: Don, Don Bradman and Donald Duck have to be on opposite teams though, so it can be Don v Don. Oh, Don v Don. Yeah. yeah. It's the Don v Don SmackDown. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Quick amendment on everything, Sir Donald Bradman. Oh, he was knighted. He was a fucking cricket knight, my guy. <laughs> the cricket knight. It's like Shovel Knight, but... Yes. But he's got a cricket bat. The cricket knight. Simon Pegg wishes. Hell yes. Anyway, Minerns, um,
0: stay away. Moving on. Yeah, pretty bad. Moving <laughs> on. Minern. Minern. So this next one, talking about fucking Looney Tunes. Mm. Uh, this motherfucking thing is a mess. Sack, what is this? So this is the bellow heart. Sack, what is this? So I'm looking at, um, just a set of fucking <laughs> legs. <laughs> they, my guy, those are some trunks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like, this bitch has got some, like, elephant legs. But, like, it's just, like, two legs. Yeah. It's bipedal. It's it's two legs and a pelvis. Actually, you know what? This thing. Think of like an like a like an ATAT from Star Wars. Yeah. Well, sorry. Wait. The the two legged one. The ATAT is the the big camel walker thing.
1: Star Wars two legged walker.
0: ATST. The ATST. Thank you. I forgot the the fucking letters. Uh, so it looks like an ATST, um, but instead of like the little cockpit with the gun, instead you've got a weird blobby groin with a mouth on the front of it um, and then four tentacles that look like end in some sort of razor thing blobby
1: groin and the razor tentacles was my favorite like 20s swing group oh
0: man I love blobby groin and the, and the razor tentacles Bellowhearts, known and named for its terrible howl the bellow heart mm. is more notable for the attacks it makes with the whip like tendrils that cover its prodigious body
1: <laughs> it
0: is oh, a prodigious girl, that body is prodigious <laughs> the bellow heart is a huge lumbering beast but it's also far more intelligent than it appears it's spe- you're shitting me it happens every time i saw a single went, there's no way this thing's gonna be smart and here we go
1: Lo and behold.
0: It spends most of its days rampaging about, eating everything it comes upon. Still, there are deep mysteries regarding this creature. Some people speculate that it is the advanced adult form of a very different creature, perhaps one that can pass for a human or humanoid so it can interact with and learn from them. Or huh. perhaps the bellow heart is a secondary life stage of a visitant? Visit Visitant?
1: Visitant, visitant, noun,
0: supernatural, a supernatural being or agency, hmm. an apparition. Nice, like the man in black. Mm-hmm. Setting the last stage of a visitant race that dwells amid humans in remote areas, either secretly or overtly. The bellow bellow heart can see in total darkness as if it were day. No one knows how, especially because this bitch does not seem to have any eyeballs. I see no eyes upon the the blobby groin. I don't see any eyes. Zach, this thing is wild. This thing is really fucking wild. A bell can attack up to six different foes with its whip like tendrils. Jesus. And it chooses the special effect of each one. They have special effects. Huh. By quickly adjusting the venom inj- injected by the barb from among various sacks. On each attack, it Damn. chooses one of the following effects and can choose the same effect more than once. A flesh eating acid that inflicts an additional two points of damage. A nervous system disrupting venom that inflicts four points of speed damage if the victim uh, fails a might defense roll. A paralytic concoction that stuns the victim, making him lose his next turn if he fails a might defense roll. A poison that blurs the victim's vision, increasing the difficulty of all actions requiring sight, which is most of them. (laughs) Which is most of them. By one step for an hour or a disorienting venom that changes the target of the character's next action such as an attack to a random target within immediate range. So wow. Yes. Two types of t- damaging
1: poison, a paralytic one, a blurring vision one, and a and a and a confused IFF and a confuser. And, and a confuser, <laughs> eh. Christ oh, almighty. I, I think it's really interesting that its main mode of attack is the whip-like tendrils and not the fucking
0: trunks it's walking yeah, on.
1: Yeah, like it could just stomp your ass. But no, it likes to it likes to
0: l- l- stick you. hearts can speak a variety of languages, which makes no sense. How did they learn them? <laughs> That's literally the text in the book. To reason with a bellow heart, a character must approach the creature when it is not hungry. A smart negotiator brings a lot of fresh meat and show complete uh, deference. Even then, reasoning is quite difficult. Increase the difficulty of the action by one step. If bribed with food, an interesting oddity, or something else desirable, a bellow heart can become a temporary ally... Although it has no particular predilection uh, toward deception, it has no reluctance to turn on its allies either. Ha. <laughs> huh. See.
1: So it's f- it f- it fickle. It'll
0: fickle. Use.
1: So it's a big fickle pickle.
0: Folks learn that the reach of an ancient structure, they must get past the bellow heart that makes its lair nearby. However, the strange place has only one entrance, and they do not know where it is. In- uh, where it is hidden. Perhaps the Bell Heart is not a threat, but a resource. Ooh. I'm just baffled by this thing. I did not expect this.
1: It can see in total darkness with no eyes. It can speak a bunch of
0: languages. Which, from its just massive gaunt. And it's just got, like, fuck you up juice sacks everywhere. (laughs) Just full of them. It's my favorite energy drink. (laughs) Fuck
1: Fuck you you up up juice. juice? Yeah. And the sacks that they come in. Uh, yeah. It comes in like big Capri Sun like sacks. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's like a yeah. it's like a uh, fucking like an IV bag mm-hmm. with a straw.
1: I was picturing like you've got yeah, you've got like one of those big boba straws. Oh yeah. You gotta just punch into a fuck you up juice.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I think this thing would be a great dancer. Oh yeah, it's all legs. It's like <laughs> it's got legs for legs days. for
0: literal legs. Uh Legs for dags. Legs for dags is what I said. Legs for days is what I meant to say. Yeah. Legs for days they go both ways. Still
1: that ain't for me.
0: I'm I believe the lyrics be. are legs for dags. anyway. Uh, um <laughs> I would love to see one of these in some like fishnet stockings.
1: God damn it, Zach. <laughs> and
0: a pair of high heels. You're thinking of the Patrick bit I am the, in the the thinking of the Patrick bit from the Spongebob SquarePants movie.
1: With the Goofy Goober song when Patrick's got ridiculously long legs (laughs) wearing fishnets and the tall stiletto boots. Yes. You fucker.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what I'm thinking. I I know you. (laughs) You know me well. Just put this thing in its place instead. Yes. Oh, man. This thing's gross.
1: Yeah, like the idea that it is either the... Next stage of life for something resembling a human is wild because to me, it's like if that's the case, if it's something resembles a humanoid, then like it's torso like distends downward and the head like merges with the crotch. Yeah. And the arms like split and become the tendrils
0: yeah no like if that's the future like what, what happens? if that's what you know uh, uh, fate has in mind for us as a species Charles Darwin you can keep your fucking evolution bro <laughs>
1: or it's some sort of yeah like I think it seems more likely that this thing is, this thing is a like strange alien visitor It's just this just vibing
0: now what can we do to make these silly real quick we couple ideas what can we do to make them even sillier than they look already Party hat, uh, like just like like the classic cone one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know that shape now. So yeah. Yes, you do. Um, Instead of the barbs at the end of its tentacles, it now has uh, accordions, (laughs) so as they move it around.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: The toenails are painted in a whimsical pattern. Ooh,
0: very good. Um, It has a pair of heelys. Nice,
1: holy shit! That's the it'd be unstoppable. <laughs> I'm on the heelys now. No,
0: it's become too powerful.
1: Electric heelys, apparently. Oh yeah, <laughs> they all have
0: battery packs in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um,
1: if it had a bunch of um, man, accordions is hard to beat. Zach, you did a really that good was job with the accordions. accordions. Thank you. Yeah. I was like,
0: what would make a sound every time these things move in accordion? Uh
1: big feather boa.
0: Ooh. It's pretty good. Yeah. A grill. Like in the like in the teeth. Yeah, like on the teeth. Like it's got like not
1: like not like a dad grill. No, not
0: like a dad grill or like at the front of a car, but like, you know, like on his teeth. On his on his weird flat like cardboard teeth. (laughs) But instead you've got they're like gold and like one of them's like jewel encrusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottom roast is like, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, a uh,
1: little dainty set of fairy wings. Ooh, that's
0: pretty good.
1: Or better yet, those like costume fairy wings that like kids get.
0: And they like never sit right. Yeah, oh, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Shaffield, Shaffield. Uh, bad pet. <laughs> bad pet. Bad pet, guys.
1: Bat all around, all around. Bad pass. Wouldn't recommend. Would not
0: recommend. Um, because they sound. We all learned. They something. sound just kind of like dicks, you know.
1: Yeah, they like to bellow. They
0: they like to bellow, you know.
1: Very loud. Break noise ordinance.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's the worst part. Definitely
0: not. If you're a librarian, just like keep it, mm-hmm. keep it away. Uh,
1: you think librarians are actually like really rowdy in their home lives? Oh, probably. It's the whole like you don't take home work home with you. So, like. well,
0: secretly, that's why libraries need to be quiet is because all librarians are hungover. <laughs>
1: that's kind of fun.
0: I'm trying really hard cool whenever you try to take a sip from your tea to make you laugh. <laughs> that's you... been my that's been my goal today. Is every time you, you took the mug off, I've been trying to to say something. You dirty bitch. Farfik Nugent. Nah. Damn it.
1: That happened to me once in middle school where we had, like, or not middle school, in high school, where we had a running bet at our lunch table of, like, basically the first person to full spit take, like, had to, you know, pay up, like, $10 or something. Or, like, everyone else at the table got, like, a dollar, something mm. minuscule, but still, like, just high enough stakes for something that's in high school. And... I was I was the loser at it one time, and it was a full-on... I forget exactly what it was, but it was something very simple. Just someone saying a funny word like that, like, you know, like, titty sprinkles or something, and it just caught me at the exact wrong time, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Full everywhere. It was a whole mess.
0: Don't have the bells around. These bellow guys. What the fuck are they called? Mm-hmm. Bellow hearts. hearts. Yeah, don't have a bellow heart around.
1: Great name. Bad Pet.
0: Bellow Heart. More like. This ought to be good. Mellow Fart.
1: More like. uh, Cello (laughs) Shart. Ad break? Diane, play the ad. (laughs)
2: Are you looking for work in a calm, relaxing environment? Do you have a fondness for artisanal teas and comfort? Do you consider yourself undead? Well, spirituality would like you to join our family. Spirituality, a second-chance employment teahouse for the undead, is a place for those having difficulty adjusting to their new sense of unlife. We understand that dying is hard, and readjusting after the fact can be even harder. Employment at Spirituality is a way for those troubled souls and shambling bodies to begin reintegrating into a living society. Spirituality is 100% undead-owned and operated. A majority of our tea leaves are locally sourced from graveyards, cemeteries, And small businesses, and the blends are assembled in house by expert sommeliers. Every cup, dish, pot, and platter is also made with love by the hands of the unliving. Don't have a corporeal form anymore? That's all right. We have a number of service and accounting positions that would benefit from your ghostly presence. We offer fair and competitive wages. But spirituality does not have a comprehensive benefits package because, let's face it, we don't need it anymore. Go to petshopcast.com to see if there's a spirituality in your area. Come join the family of the unique up and coming tea house that Timeless Magazine calls a horrid and inviting place for brunch. Spirituality. No life, no worries.
1: All right, Zach, we are 0 for 2 on pets today. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Are you ready to be 0 for 3? <laughs> hey, Griff. Yeah. What the fuck have you done? I don't know yet. I, <laughs> You know how this show works. Oh, God. Zach, this is the neveri This is haunting. Never, never I. Naviri. N- ne- never buy this pet. Um this is God. Um maybe the most like Eldritch thing we've talked about so far. Probably. I'm just gonna read because there's a, a description in the front here.
0: Okay.
1: Um a Naviri is a floating blob of heaving, writhing flesh ten feet in diameter, which seems to be rotting and always oozes. Pus, dark fluids, and the odor of a thousand graves. Why? <laughs> a neviri constantly extrudes new sections of skin, mouths, eyes, spines, clawed hands, and whipping tendrils, seemingly force-grown from the mass of dead matter that serves as the nucleus of its body. You seem unsat, you seem unpleased with what
0: I've brought for you today. Did you think I was going to be pumped about this? No, but, like, yeah.
1: No. So it's a big blob. See, like, this feels like something, you've never played Darkest Dungeon. No. But this feels like something that would show up in Darkest Dungeon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a, like, big blob, like a big fleshy yuck blob with an eye in the middle it's got like a like a stalk coming off the top that has a sort of like piranha plant like head. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, it just looks to be like a sort of nebulous, yucky flesh mound. And I looked at it and I went, This ought to be fun. Uh Navari are rare, which is a godsend to us all apparently spending years at a time either inactive or imprisoned from some earlier epoch. When one becomes active, or escapes, it makes its lair in a hard-to-reach location within a day or two of a large population of living things and sets to work feeding its ravenous appetite. As with many things in this book, its motive is hungers for flesh. It can fly, which is upsetting. It can also burrow, Griffin. It can also burrow, which is similarly upsetting. A Naviri can create specialized organs that spray acids, spit enzymes, or generate bursts of bioenergy at long range against up to three targets at once. Uh, one character in immediate range of the Naviri must succeed on a might defense roll each round or be grasped by a mouth, tendril, or clawed hand. A grabbed character is pulled into contact with the Naviri's writhing mass of rotting flesh, and each round sustains 10 points of damage. Jesus. A character who dies from this is consumed, and his body becomes part of the Naviri. A Naviri can absorb only one victim at a time. Nice.
0: I'm pretty sure I saw this motherfucker in an R.L. Stein thing. Yeah? Yeah. That's the goosebumps person, right? That's the Goosebumps person, yeah.
1: I wasn't a Goosebumps kid.
0: <sighs>
1: if a naviri has eaten in the last few days, it regenerates three points of health per round, uh, even if its health drops to zero or less. If exploded and dispersed into seeming dust after a few hours, a naviri begins to regenerate again. Come on! <laughs> yeah. Uh... There's no way to beat it, Griff. Yeah. A, a, a naviri is a horror, an entity so maligned that its very existence challenges many people's sense of reality. Those who have survived in Neviri interactions say that the creature is unkillable and that the only way to stop one is by confining it or shunting it into an ultimate region of destruction, such as the sun. <laughs> I don't like it. No, it's quite bad as it turns out. I thought, like you know, how we're like, you never know which creature is going to be the smart one. Yeah, like like appearances can be misleading, um, and I was really kind of banking on that for this one.
0: Do you hold read that interaction? Um,
1: I have drawn up. I've I've drawn the short straw on this one. You said don't read the interaction. You no, know, they, they gotta read it. I guess. Oh, okay. A Naviri has a low-level telepathic ability that allows it to sense when living creatures come near and perhaps pick up bits of the creature's uh, language. It responds to attempts at communication by forming a mouth that issues horrifying threats.
0: Then it attacks. Yeah, you brought up the piranha plant thing. Yeah. Is this just Audrey 2? Mm.
1: Bro, this is Audrey 3.
2: Feed me.
1: Or like, let's be real. It's the ninth world, so it's Audrey like, like seven
0: million. Fee, mercy Ma.
1: I think this thing is yeah. This thing is a is an Audrey two, um, written by
0: H.P. Lovecraft. It's fair. It is uh, that 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 Audrey two came from outer space. So yeah, this would make maybe a good pet
1: for only like an elder god. Yeah, like. Shubnagroth could maybe fuck with the
0: Nafiri. Hey, Thu. Hey, Thu. You, uh, <laughs> you, you need something. You need to know, okay? Is that shorthand for Cthulhu? It is,
1: yeah, Thu. Is that Cthulhu's nickname is Thu? Thu, yeah. Thu Thu? Yeah,
0: I'm supposed to call him Thu. You know, it's... Um... Are you guys are tight? Yeah, we're, we're pretty tight. You go way back? Yeah, no, we were on the same bowling team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had, a, had, a, I, had to have a special took, bowling shirt made.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I took a sip. Zach got me. You know what's great, Zach? What? When your like, throat's not feeling well and then you're choking on tea. That's That was very good for me. <laughs> was that good for you? Was that good for you? I know you don't drink. Yeah, that was not good for me as it turns out. So do neither we wanna, is neither is this Naviri. So do we want to say fuck uh, fuck this thing? <sighs> we gotta do something with it. <sighs> this is we a, gotta tr- we gotta try something. This is a tall order. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but like we've done this for almost a hundred episodes, Zach. I think we can manage well,
0: something. I can, Okay, I've got the movie idea.
1: Ooh, we haven't done a movie in a little while.
0: It becomes like a Eldritch horror zombie sort of movie. Okay, a mad scientist of sorts. Say it's just a scientist. Um, One of these comes down, uh, and they manage to catch it. It's like, oh, it can replicate any sort of uh, body structure, uh, uh, a bone things. Imagine the possibilities. Okay, partial spinal replacement. Oh. Giving para- uh, uh, paralyzed people a way to walk again, and then they so put- using
1: this thing to like basically like force replicate and harvest like functioning like replacement parts yeah. for people. But
0: then they put them in, and so like they put it into like you know a, like a man who was like in a car accident and was like paralyzed from the waist down, and so they replaced, yeah. like a part of a spine. But boom, now this thing's a part of a central nervous system, and Ooh. it takes over. And then more yeah. and more, kind of like Slither, uh, uh, if you've ever seen Slither,
1: you know I haven't. Which
0: was like a weird worm zombie movie. But anyway, cool. Like more and more, they start bringing you know uh, uh, people to to the 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 the, the, the source, and their you know, pieces are replaced, and they become mindless, silent uh, zombies, uh, subservient to the to the main source. And then someone has to throw. They have to throw it into the sun. Yeah. Or in yeah, some, like the Earth's core or something. That sounds plausible. Or it,
1: or it ends like Bloodborne, and this thing is just the next step in human evolution, and we all submit to the Naviri.
0: Yeah, it is and become it, one. It is it. it we, we are one with the Naviri. We are the Naviri. Yeah. Born. And then
1: a and then a, and then a living doll cradles a little Naviri slug, and that's how the game. That's how the story ends. That's what happens in Bloodborne. Who, what's the doll? The there's a weird living doll who's your level up maiden, and she's how you level up. And in the true ending of the game, you fight an elder god who's the aspect of the moon. And then I think you uh, then your character becomes a slug. And have you seen? Uh, there's going
0: to be a Dark Souls-esque game, but you're playing Pinocchio. What? Yeah, it's a thing. Look it up later. Tell
1: me, tell me more about this right now. It's like
0: I think you're it's your Pinocchio. Like after he you know, became a real boy and grew up. And L- Lies of P? I Maybe. I know there's a Dark souls S game where you are Pinocchio.
1: I literally searched Dark Souls Pinocchio, and this says Lies of P is the Dark Souls of Pinocchio. Well, then that would be it. <laughs> you play as Pinocchio in a world where humanity has been lost. The cityscape around you has become a nightmare, and you must find Mr. Geppetto to unravel the world's mysteries.
0: <laughs> You're welcome for the knowledge.
1: This looks like Bioshock. This looks like Bioshock Infinite.
0: So I
1: haven't ever like played the, Bioshock the Infinite. It's it's be good. It's all right. It's be good. All right. Well, I've, it's a great it's a great game. It's a bad Bioshock game.
0: There you go. <laughs> I need to replay those. Those are pretty fucking good. Yeah. So fuck this thing.
1: Uh, fuck this thing. Make it the make it the antagonist of Bloodborne Two, please. From Soft. I'm dying. There we go.
0: Last thing we God, got on our.
1: I, I I really like Bloodborne. We should do. A, we need to dive into the Souls the Soul series yeah. for episodes sometime.
0: All right. So Griffin. Yeah, but we've got one more chance here. Okay. To find a good pet. We're zero for three. The name. Let's bring it home. The name doesn't inspire confidence. Okay. This is the Earthshaker. Okay. And from That's what, okay. I, what I can tell. You can work from, with that. What I can tell from the size comparison is. You see the Earthshaker. Yeah. um, And then you see this little tiny dot next to it. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is person. Am I the dot, Zach? I think we're the dot.
1: Okay. Here we go. Oh, my God. I just looked at this thing. It's pretty
0: wild. Uh... So, yeah, what we've got here is, I'm assuming, like, a gargantuan thing. Um, It kind of looks like it's got, like, a buffalo's body yeah like that really thick like lower like under torso the you know the yeah very muscly the ridge of the back kind of comes up on a slope into the shoulder uh, you know the front shoulders um but instead of like a head um it's got like just a bunch of horns sticking out tusks yeah Yeah, like big horn tusks sticking out the front and in the space Like, like a bunch like two rows of them and then it's uh-huh. just got this big, like, you know, like how a horse has a mane and it goes down. Yeah. it's It's got that, but on the front and underside.
1: It's got a chin mane. A chin mane.
0: Which I guess is just a beard? Which, but it goes down its <laughs> chest and all the way to the groin there. You mean you don't style your
1: facial hair into your chest hair into your pubes? Not a once. This thing does. Apparently. Not a once. <laughs>
0: You feel it inside first.
1: Oh, oh! Ooh. A thrumming so ooh, deep, earth your, shaker.
0: Your bones begin. Uh, your bones seem to shiver.
1: Ooh, Earthshaker.
0: Then make, come the make tremors. The bone shiver. Ooh, ooh. Then come the tremors, shaking equipment, trembling trees, and swaying towers. I bet you do, Earthshaker.
1: Oh, you make my tower sway.
0: When the Earthshaker appears, shouldering aside obstructions without the least effort, uh, it's like thunder given flesh and allowed <sighs> to run free. Okay, earth. I care nothing else. This thing fucks. This thing definitely fucks.
1: It's thunder given flesh. Excuse me. I look. I'm so turned on. If
0: my wife doesn't call me that. <laughs> In the next week, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> Nicole, I'm speaking directly to you.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're like thunder given flesh.
0: Oh, God. Holy shit. <laughs> a fully grown earth matriarch can reach oh. heights of about 50
1: feet. Love a big woman.
0: An earth shaker is usually content to graze the tops of forests, the entire <laughs> tops of forest branches, leaves, tree to- uh, trunk tops, and all, choosing strands of vegetation that are quick-growing for that reason. But awesome. matriarchs are deadly when defending their herd.
1: Oh, and they're protective.
0: Their motive is defense. Vegetarian, which we love nowadays. Oh, we love it. Oh, it's, uh, I think about... Ooh, Earthshaker size. Oh. oh. Earthshaker size suggests they might be related to Titanothors. Which are on page 126. I'll take a look real quick. Go, go, go.
1: Uh Um. Ooh. Titanothar is like um. It's like if Nessie was bipedal and like Fucking jacked! I'm on the way. Like a big fucking sea beast. That like,
0: yeah, fuck this guy. Also yeah. fucks. Look at those arms. This is
1: this is if uh, uh, Earthshakers mommy. This is daddy.
0: Yeah, we we nailed it. Actually, no, they yeah. nailed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say you got there with me.
0: Uh, Titanosaurs. However, the creatures don't appear to be of the same origin. Earthshakers. Mm-hmm. Skate just beneath the line of how large a natural living creature can grow without being crushed by its own weight, assuming no other oddities are variations in oh, uh, no other oddities or variations in gravity. That Titanothors can be much larger means they somehow break the rules of reality. Wow, wowzers! We'll have to, we'll have to come around to Titanothors. Yeah, next sometime. time. Next time. Next time. Uh, but yeah, defense is the environment, a matriarch earth shaker, a herd of three or four calves, and one or two mates can be found in temperate or subarctic forests, uh, areas of the beyond. Like, Very good. I don't know what the beyond is, but the, okay. I think the beyond is just
1: like the region of like Numenera.
0: Yeah, I think that that, that uh, it says it right there that earth shakers are poly. So
1: I was kind of thinking that, yeah, like... Killer. Love that. The progressive.
0: I love that for them. Earthshakers.
1: Mommy, uh, sorry. Mommy? mommy, sorry. Their
0: movement is long. Their modifications... <laughs> it's not the only thing that's long. Ayo. Uh, <laughs> combat, an Earthshaker attacks with its impressive display of tusks and can target up to four creatures standing next to each other with a single attack. An Earthshaker mm-hmm. can also make a trampling attack if it can get up to speed first by making a charge from long range. When it does, it moves 200 feet and around. Jesus. And anything that comes within immediate range is attacked. Even those who make a successful speed defense roll take two points of damage. Yeah, I'll say. There's no getting out of its way. Interaction. Not really. Earthshakers are clever animals, and they prefer to ignore anything that doesn't threaten them. However, Earthshaker matriarchs, the largest specimens of the breed, become enraged if any of their calves or mates are threatened, which can rapidly turn a peaceful Earthshaker-watching experience frantic. <laughs> An Earthshaker's herd usually includes a few calves and one or two mates. Mates are about three-fourths as large, and calves are half as large. All of them run away to safety and leave combat to the matriarch. Hell yeah. Mommy fucks shit up.
1: Hell yeah. Baby, get back to the car. Mommy's got this. Okay,
2: mama.
0: Use. A powerful lord captured an earth mate a few months ago and uses the immense but placid creature to pull her carriage. Meanwhile, Ooh. reports on the edge of her holdings speak of a rampaging monster of enormous size yeah <laughs> get a mummy so on zach, zach we zach, we got we one we got one you know if you get one you find a like a, a, a you know a, a calf that's separated from the herd you know there's mm-hmm. no way to track them down honestly it took us the you know, all episode but maybe well, we got got pet, but maybe
1: good pet i think good pet obviously not for like standard humans i don't know how it eats but it's got to have a mouth in there somewhere, right? It, it's
0: hidden in the forest, I think. In yeah, the- yeah. It eats the it eats forests, so like it's hidden in the forest of its hair. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like a snail head, <laughs> uh, not a snail, but a turtle head. It kind of like
1: yeah. <laughs> hey oh
0: there. God.
1: Oh no! Do you think there's a little a little comedic head in there? A little comedic <laughs> head. It kind of.
0: Oh, uh, what's going on, Chomp? <gasps>
2: Um, I like Earth. Sh-
0: what I find is that a lot of times the big things are the most wholesome. Like, yeah. was it the of gro- the grog? It was like the big, like, alligator that lives in rivers and it just, like, hangs out with boats and is super chill.
1: Oh. Uh, it's in this I don't one. Remember.
0: All I remember is that it was my absolute favorite one that we've read in this book uh, and that will never <laughs> change. Let's see if I can find it again.
1: Yeah I I really like these things as well. I mean like like the design on all these creatures is so fucking good from just like a design standpoint. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it's like we love a we love a big thing. We do. It's it's the it's the Pat Gill uh uh, uh triple threat. It's make it big, make it iconic, make it uncomfortably sexy.
0: <laughs> yes. As uh, a rog was what I think was thinking of. The rogg. It's a big tusked alligator thing. It just likes to ch- like you know like boats come by and it just likes to hang out. Like I remember this. Yes. Yeah. They're very cute. I love them. Earthshakers are the best. What up, mommy? Here are my I'll send you my digits and. Uh, <laughs> you are thunder made flesh. You are thunder made flesh.
1: Like they didn't have to make that intro so horny. But it was did.
0: really horny, dude.
1: You, the literal first line is "You feel it inside you feel first. it Inside first, a thrumming so deep, your bones seem to shiver. Yep. Then come the tremors. Sound. Oh, you can't! Keep <laughs> it, you, you can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> It shoulders aside obstacles and obstructions without the least effort. Griffin, we can't we've gotta end it. the episode. It's like thunder given flesh. Oh, Griffin. You gotta knock it off. And al- and allowed to run free. Griffin. <laughs> if I didn't make one of you out there nut, then like I'm not doing my job.
0: We're not supposed to be we're not slated for another sexy episode until episode ninety six.
1: Would that be the reverse sexy episode?
0: I was see we we said both things during the episode sixty nine. I've been re-listening to season three of AP since it's coming to an end, and one of the cold opens was Ryan accosting us for episode sixty nine of this here program, Mm. Uh, and so I went. I don't remember everything that happened. I have to go back and listen to episode sixty (laughs) nine, which it was a very sexy episode. If you haven't listened, by all means, go back and check out episode sixty nine. Nice, nice. Uh, I remember that one being pretty good, but we were like uh, uh, some things that like we wanted to throw in, but didn't. And we we're like, we'll do it on episode 96. It was like, or should we do it the opposite? And it's all just okay. like fucking awful things. Uh, so it's add to the list. Who knows? All right. Cool.
2: Anywho, right. I think that about anyway. does it.
0: I think so. Well, yeah, then that'll be all uh, it for us here at uh, okay. Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Patchup, as per usual, friends. It's been a delight. It's been a delight. You know, if you want to, if you like the show, you wanted to like show us a little love, you know, all you got to do is scroll down. Really? You can just scroll right down wherever you scroll listen down. to us. Mm-hmm. You know, give, hit that five stars. Leave us a little review. Tell us how much you mm-hmm. like us. Tell a friend. And And like
1: I will say, Zach and I's birthdays are both coming up, Yeah. and like just a great present for just like not just us, but like you know all of our friends. Like you're really doing it for everyone.
0: This episode, what like if you're listening to this release day, which is May fourth, my birthday Mm. is in two days. So and my birthday would be in twenty
1: one days. after that.
0: So you know, it's not make our birthday month something special. Nineteen days. You're the twenty. 5th. Yeah. Did I do my math wrong? Yeah, it's 19 days. <laughs> 19 days. 19 days. you
1: want to make our birthday month on the special. Yeah, you can just like go us to patreon.com/ghostlike yeah. media and just like 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 $2, Two like it goes such a long way.
0: Doll hairs and you can talk to us. You can wish us a happy birthday like, yeah. on our birthdays. Mine's May 6th. This is May 25th.
1: Mine's May, May 25th.
0: Uh we're both turning 29. We're both turning 29. We would really appreciate it. Um, make the
1: make our make our twenty something special. Yeah,
0: especially the end of them. You know, we've only got one more year of our twenties. <laughs> it's like it's
1: just hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard,
0: hard to be. You know, it's just so hard. to <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could not take that too seriously. Uh, but for real, um, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, as per usual, yep. if there's anything you would like to hear on the show, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. We uh, we love dedicating whole episodes to talking about. Cool shit that people want us to talk about. Yeah. So holla at us. Yeah.
1: Well, I believe that's it. That's it. That's it. My goon, Zach Robb, said it all. All right. Well, hey. I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the uh, end of the day, it's all about love, baby. It's all about love, Mommy. Sorry. Oh, Mommy. Mommy. Sorry. 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 Mommy. Sorry. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to episode 89 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at petshopcast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Carlin, Christina, and Joel for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on The Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for forcing the ads here on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I got really nothing else to say except for like the Earthshaker bit. was so good, gang. And I edited out approximately 27 coughs out of the edit. Hope you enjoyed. Bye.